0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. I'm Scotty Conley, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. For the last 20 years, I've had some type of role in the skateboarding industry, including my time as a sponsored skater, many years working at Skatepark of Tampa, and my current job at the Border. So, in the midst of this current pandemic, I decided to start this podcast so I can catch up with some old friends I've met along the way, and we can talk about the past and present with highlights in my beloved hometown of Tampa, Florida. So sit back and enjoy. Yes, yes, that's right. We're rocking the body. I am Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. And uh, before I bring in my guest, I would definitely kind of like to explain how I, uh, my thought process behind this episode. So uh, growing up, I was a huge fan of Howard Stern Uh, before satellite radio and before internet downloading and all that cool stuff. uh, You could watch uh, recordings of his actual show on the USA Network on a little lineup on Friday and Saturday nights called Up All Night. And the lineup usually involved some like real shitty B movies and other weird specials and the Howard Stern show. And I loved Howard Stern because, well, I was 14 and the show would feature adult film stars, crass humor and uh, famous guests being put in very awkward situations. Um, Nudity was blurred out and all that stuff, but it was a perfect storm, a visual stimulus in a world before you could just Google search boobs. Um, I learned a lot about sex, a lot about drugs and rock and roll from Howard Stern. And when his private parts movie came out, I really couldn't wait to see it. He had a huge influence on my humor, my announcing style. And there was one line in the movie that always stuck with me. Uh, he said, if you truly want to connect with your audience, you have to share your entire life with them. Uh, be completely honest with them and just reveal everything and reveal your truth. So. Whenever I announce a contest or do this podcast, I always try to make sure I'm sharing myself and my story with the people who take the time to listen. So uh, for the last couple of months, when I've been out in public talking to friends, sometimes I get asked very personal follow-up questions to events from my past. And I'm usually not ready for the question kind of thrown off. And my first question back is, how do you even know this about me? And uh, without hesitation, they say, I listen to the podcast, man. Like You talked about it. And in my mind, I'm just like, holy shit, I'm wor- it's working. Like, I don't remember talking about this, but these people do. And uh, you have no idea how happy that makes me. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. If you guys ever have a question about something I talked about or something you would like me to cover, DM me. And I'll try to start answering some of these questions or requests on air. My Instagram is at bodycrons. And uh, if you have questions for a previous guest, go ahead and send them. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I just want to make sure my audience is engaged and interested and the people that are listening are uh, interested in what I'm talking about and also I'm definitely not trying to pigeonhole the show and only have skateboard related guests I have lots of influences from uh, lots of walks of life and maybe we'll be able to talk to some people maybe a pro golfer or a pro wrestler uh, I don't know we'll see what happens but um, after that super long winded intro sorry about that Uh, Let's bring in my guest. You might recognize her from my Instagram or you might recognize her from the one photo on the border website from the one time she helped us out working the Marinella tent at a grind for life. Um, She hates the spotlight and has no idea why I would want her to be a guest. She's a little nervous. I'm kind of forcing her to do this. And you can usually find her sitting next to me on the couch, rolling her eyes about something I said. I wish I had videos so you could, so we could have a ticker with the eye rolls and count them because I probably set the over under at like eh, 61, but ladies and gentlemen, I introduced to you my wife of 21 days. That's right. 21 straight days of wedded bliss, <laughs> Miss Lydia Conley. Lydia, how you doing?
1: I'm doing all right, baby.
0: How are you? I'm all right. So, uh, Lydia, normally I would ask the guests how you're doing and what you're up to today, but much like the last maybe eight months of our lives, we've spent almost every day together. And I know the answer is, uh, you're, sure doing has. Sure has. you're doing great. You're uh, doing great. You're so happy to finally be married to the man of your dreams. Um, and as for today, you woke up, <laughs> you fed the dogs, uh, you walked into my office that you got to take over during the quarantine because of be the... Here. You commandeered my office because you had much more uh, equipment than I needed to, for you to do your job. So you sat down at your desk in my office and got to work, correct? Correct. All right. So we're going to fast, or not fast, forward, we're going to you know rewind, take a trip through time. But before we get into Lydia's history and the most intimate thoughts of my wife, I want to remind you guys out there that football is in full effect That's right. The playoff push is here. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking kind of shaky, but Lydia right here, she's cheering for some real winners. She's a Buffalo Bills fan. Lydia, tell them how the Bills are doing.
1: Bills are going to win the AFC East this year. Patriots are a thing of the past, man. Josh Allen is a future of Buffalo Bills football. We're looking forward to it.
0: That's right. So you might not be at the game this year, but you can always be in on the action at bet online. Yes. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So be sure to head to bet online today and use the promo code armchair to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses bet online your online sports book experts. Back to you, Lydia. So you grew up in Florida as well. You grew up in uh, Palm Bay, Florida, which is a little inland from the city of Melbourne on the east coast of Florida. Essentially, if you leave Tampa and head directly east until you hit the water, you'll be in Lydia's hometown. So uh, also in the town of Palm Bay, Florida, was the Graffiti Skate Zone the training grounds of Florida legend, Timmy Knuth. Uh, They had a huge team of kids and they would always squat up and all wear the same graffiti skate zone shirt at all the all ages contests at the skate park of Tampa. Um, This guy, I know Dan Hatcher ran the place. And I think he actually helped get that new skate park in uh, West Melbourne that just got built and uh, completed in the last year. I'm pretty sure he was a big force in uh, getting that place built. So, Lydia, uh, did you know about the Graffiti Skate Zone or ever go there when you were a kid or have any reason to go there?
1: I mean, I knew about it, but I never really had a reason to go.
0: Okay. uh, But you do remember going to where uh that west melbourne park is like you went there because it was it's been a it's been a park since you were growing pond. up yeah it, was it used
1: to be a pond and they filled it in when they built the park yeah uh, go there all the time
0: okay so there we go like she was a kid hanging out at this park and now it's a skate park that hopefully we'll be running some events at in the future uh we had some stuff lined up this year to do out there but obviously it got very tough to do events this year so we're gonna have to put things off but um there was also that park that used to be in melbourne uh I think it, it it was just called the park. You took me there one time. my friend Ryan Dodge used to work there um it was I think it was on u s one like kind of near the water
1: That's where graffiti was i thought on u s one by the water
0: um no, there was a different park in Melbourne, like actually in Melbourne. You took me there, it was indoor, like when we first started dating, I have a way better memory. <laughs> She's trying to argue with me, but I know my skate history, but it's confusing <laughs> with her hometown history. and uh, But also, you took me to that uh, prefab park on De Groot that is real close to your dad's house.
1: Yeah, the little quick build.
0: Yeah, yeah, them. yeah, like the, the prefab ramps and stuff. So you, you took me to places that you knew about skating when I first started going uh, with your home. So did you, were you ever hanging out at those places uh, before that?
1: Uh, no, the main place like that I knew... <laughs> Skate wise was behind the old Kmart,
0: so like an actual street spot, an
1: actual street spot, yeah.
0: And you, you would hang out there while kids skated
1: while one person skated.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Going to my next question, uh, I'm, I'm asking all these things to lead into the big bomb drop that Lydia's first boyfriend in middle school was actually a skater, uh, so. I mean, I guess you could say that maybe you've always been into the skater type or. Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, that was what I first went for. And then like,
0: I I mean, uh, like East Coast surf town. So there's probably a lot of surfing and skating going on. Um, Exactly. I know I used to go to contests at the uh, satellite beach skate park and um, not too far from that. The Cocoa Beach skate park is open uh, with my boy, Mike Rogers over there in Cocoa Beach. And um, so, so yeah, there you go um skater dater from day one
1: uh <laughs> I can't stand you
0: um you asked if I was gonna ask about that <clears throat> a couple weeks ago and I said so freaking lootly um if you wanted to shout him out you can if you go if you want to say his name you can if not it's all good
1: Chris Snyder you're always super freaking nice man I hope you're doing well with you and your family
0: all right there we go <laughs> and um so, uh, you know, grew up in Palm Bay, lived there your whole life, essentially. Um, and then for some reason, uh, you were going to maybe a community college yeah. after, after high school? Yeah,
1: 2008 is when I moved to Tampa. And
0: then you decided to move to Tampa to go to USF. <clears throat> and um, you actually lived in Campus Walk, which uh, has been immortalized. Campus Lodge. Campus Lodge, I'm sorry. There, it was two different spots.
1: Boardwalk was the second
0: there we go uh but anyway so campus lodge uh has has been immortalized in the tony hawk video game series in the tampa level of the game uh she actually her building was the one closest to the famous chapin gap and if you're from tampa you know that gap and if you're not from tampa uh andrew reynolds and and those those dudes that crew kind of made it famous um yeah like uh, a lot of America ads from that from uh like Ellington had a had a big spin there uh Barley had a switch flip um Andrew Reynolds had the Ollie up the other side that was an opener in a 411 on video and he already did a ton of tricks on the gap we did a ton of tricks on the gap but um this leads directly into how we met and so I'll let you tell the story from your side of how we met and then I can maybe add in some uh you know, thoughts or extra, extra facts from my side.
1: You want me to be completely honest about this? The whole thing?
0: By all means.
1: All right. So I moved to Tampa in September of 2008 and I moved with one person that I knew. I didn't really know anybody else. So I made friends with a couple of the guys that lived in the apartment across the hall from me, our good friend, Mike Morris, that we still talk to, to this day. He
0: was at our wedding. He
1: was at our wedding. There we go. And he said, Hey, it would be really awesome if you met this girl, Reagan, that lives downstairs. And he introduced me to one of my best friends, Regan Rock. She's one of my bridesmaids. She introduced uh, us. Yeah. She uh, asked me, said, hey, girl, you want to go to a Halloween party? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she said, well, you got to stay the night. And I said, all, all right, I guess I, that can happen. Um, and she showed me Scotty's picture and a couple other pictures of guys that he had lived with at his house. And I picked Scotty because he had a picture in front of a limo with two bottles of Patron. And he looked really fun. So I was like, "All right, like that looks like the guy. Like that'll be really great time. Like whatever, let's do this."
0: Okay, and then uh, for those of you that know me well, you know that I've gone through uh, different hair stages in my life, and
1: short hair. So
0: in this photo that she's referencing, I've probably shaved my head maybe two months before, so I had just like a little bit of grow out. Um, My my beard was freshly shaven, and we were going to my uh, parents. I think maybe their thirtieth wedding anniversary party or something it was like a big anniversary for my parents so we rented a limousine and uh I always have or I always taken the opportunity to do like impromptu photo shoots when (laughs)
1: when when
0: bawling situations (laughs) arise so I grabbed two bottles of Patron out of my dad's liquor cabinet in the house and went out to the limousine and took some good photos because I was looking really good that day and those are Photos were on my MySpace page, and that's where Lydia saw them. So by the time we actually met, it was, that photo <laughs> may have been a year and a half, maybe two years old. I hadn't cut my hair or shaved my beard since,
1: yeah. and
0: I looked more like uh, ZZ Top, ZZ Top or Jesus or something like that.
1: You had longer hair than I did at that point.
0: There we go. So did you think you were getting catfished?
1: Honestly, or did
0: you think your girl was like messing with you?
1: I mean, I was at a badass party, like getting shit faced, so I really didn't care at that point. And you know, I like blacked out like immediately that night, so I don't really.
0: Well, I I didn't know that.
1: I remember that you were in a suit with a gorilla mask on first, and then like you fucking changed. She came up to me in like a fucking toddler's Bumblebee costume, it barely covered your chest. And like your belly was hanging out and everything and you came up and tried to talk to me and I was like I'm here with somebody else you're like it's me <laughs> <laughs> it was just like oh okay and I was dressed up as Harry Potter
0: <laughs> not Her- Hermione oh I'm sorry
1: yes Hermione from Harry the Rangers. movie
0: series Harry Potter exactly uh yep so we met we hung out that night um I stayed the night you, you stayed the night
1: and then you left when you weren't there when I woke up
0: I had to go i had to go to work yeah at the skate park in tampa at the time you know it not matter like saturday and sunday i had to wake up early so and uh
1: i left my phone number at your house and then like two or three days later you text me and you were just like you had a good time and i was like i don't know who the fuck is this And you're like you better know who this is but <laughs> he <laughs> got so mad at me
0: oh uh, man it's all good but yeah I, I mean i called you a couple times and you were like who is this and uh <laughs> You called me a couple times, and I said the same thing, but I knew who it was, but I was just messing with exactly. you. I had to give it back.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, I was 19. You're the older guy. Like I was super into it right away, and you didn't want anything to do with me for like the first like year and a half. We knew each other.
0: Okay, so we're going to get to that. Basically, <laughs> So basically, we met on Halloween at the Shaquifa Mansion in Ybor City, Florida. The Shaquifa Mansion was a house that I lived in with a ton of skaters at the time. Uh, I've talked about it in previous episodes. Um, I've talked about where I was at in my life at that time I was partying a lot
1: every day uh,
0: living in that house with anywhere from five to nine roommates at a time um doing absolutely nothing with my life and I can assure you I was not taking care of my body hair back then like I am today Lydia <laughs> Lydia back me up on this I
1: told you I Lydia back
0: me it up on so this <laughs> And that is because I'm so lucky that support for the Border Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. That's right. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list? I have. And it consists of wrestling figures, wrestling t-shirts, some Jordan golf shoes, and I'm adding to the list the number one wish for gift of the year, Manscaped, the best in men's below-and-above-the-belt grooming manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose and your ears with their new performance package yes let's face it fellas the holidays are here and tis the season to perform both in public and in the bedroom with lots of photo ops with the girlfriend or wife holiday parties with strangers and the upcoming new year you need to have your ear nose and ball hairs under control but you're in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you. With the most sought after gadgets and scents a person could find, it sounds like heaven. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Holy crap, that's a tongue twister. I can't believe I said that right. Look, guys, (laughs) 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. And I can tell you, Lydia is certainly a part of that 79%. So why not use the best tools for the job? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. The dads, the dads and the dads, they can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to manscape, so go get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, a ball deodorant, and crop reviver, ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Performance Package now to receive the two free gifts. That's right, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making just the awful mail form look very sexy. So to you guys out there, get 20% off right now and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscape.com, and use the code armchair. Back to Lydia. So we meet. We hang out a few times. We keep each other's numbers. We keep it kind of casual for a while. Very casual for a while. Um, the Shaquifa mansion gets condemned. I have to move back in right, with my parents. So. <laughs> right, Not, hey, I will say it had nothing to do with us. The, the roof literally, like, the roof caved in. Um, one day while I'll never forget it, um, there was a, there was a small leak in the room uh, or in the, in the, uh, in the kitchen and we had the landlord and, uh, I believe a repairman there to fix it. And they're outside on the roof trying to figure some stuff out. We're in the living room watching, uh, coming to America <laughs> and you were not there. No, I um, we're, and all of a sudden we get torrential like downpour through the AC, uh, what is it? The duct, the vent, the The AC vent in the kitchen just starts pouring. I'm talking like waterfall, like a waterfall that you take an Instagram photo below type (laughs) of waterfall. And it turns out it was a bigger problem in the roof that led to a bigger problem in the roof that led to the the roof just completely uh, not being suitable for to keep humans safe. Our house got condemned. I had to pack up everything, move back in with my parents and, uh, you know, so I kind of started staying at your place a little bit more. Uh, things get a little bit more serious. Um, I get fired from the skate park of Tampa. Uh, you immediately said, don't worry. You're good here. Uh, I got you till so you, you know, figure something out. And Just, we still you
1: know. weren't together.
0: Correct. We still <laughs> were not officially together, but I did start staying at your place a little bit more because uh, my parents lived probably like uh, you know, 30, 40 minute drive away from you, yeah. maybe a half an hour drive outside of like Tampa, like downtown city, like proper. They live out like kind of in the cut and uh, just driving out there to stay at my parents just became very inconvenient. Um, you had no problem with me being at your place. Uh, I start staying at your place a little more. We get a little more serious. I'm staying at your place a little more. So at what point did you figure out that I was actually living with you?
1: That's a great question. I mean, it just kind of happened. Like I came home one day and you were just like chilling on the couch with Mike and Amanda who I was living with at the time. and everyone's just like hey what's up and I'm like I don't know what's up like is this what's happening right now like well yeah because uh then, you're like your clothes you're, started to, like get my wash
0: your your best friend Amanda uh gave me her number and was like hey like Lydia you know gets off late if you know
1: yeah I was like getting off
0: work at like midnight I I had no job but definitely it was just like not doing much so I would go
1: CDBs.
0: uh I, I would go hang out with some homies and then uh you know just try to be at her place when she got home so we could hang out and eventually amanda gave me her number and was just like hey you know if you ever just need to be in the house in the apartment you know you can call me if i'm there like i'll let you in no problem yeah
1: because amanda and mike liked you from jump First um time mike both ever mike paid. always
0: had my back amanda always had my back
1: you
0: both still do. uh <laughs> both absolutely still do um but what did you uh think when you started learning about like Shaquifa? And you started learning more about like me and the world that I live in and like the skateboarding world and uh, that kind of stuff.
1: Well, for starters, once I started to actually get to know you, you were not anything like the person that you projected yourself to be. Like, I always thought that you were just like, you know, this like badass older guy, like blah, 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 who likes all these like girls that like smoke cigarettes and do dumb shit like that and like want to go out and party all the time. So that's what I was trying to do was keep up and do all that stuff. And then I'd be sleeping and I'd wake up and you'd be snuggling me. And I'm like, why the fuck is this guy snuggling me? Like, this is like, this isn't like this. Like, why are you on me? Like, what's the, and I still wake up like that to this day. Like, why are you on me all the time? I'm
0: I'm a snuggler.
1: But I mean, and then I remember the first time I saw a Shabuva shirt and I was just like, what is that? Like, I don't, I still feel weird wearing it just because it's an ass on a shirt. And that's just not like. I don't know I you and I are like polar opposites when it comes to that kind of stuff like you're super bold and I'm not at all
0: and uh you know the opposites attract I like that about you like you kind of like were low-key and like not like a like trying to be this like high maintenance like person not at all uh like you weren't trying to like impress anybody just like you're just kind of doing your thing and I liked it and I knew you, you like You you were feeling me obviously like I got the chemistry and so I was just like all right well this is cool. When did you know that I
1: liked you? Uh,
0: like when you wouldn't, like when you would call me to come over and not leave me alone until I came over, or the the voicemail, or the voicemail, or maybe uh the time when I was sleeping in my bed at the Shaquifa Mansion and and you just knocked on my bedroom door and were just like I'm (laughs) I'm really sorry. Uh, I know that I. This is like in in bad form and poor taste. I'm sorry if I'm like,
1: oh, that's blowing up I your got, spot over. or. Oh, uh, no, yeah. But
0: you know we we cannot make it home tonight, and yeah. I need to sleep in your bed, and she needs to sleep on your couch, and this needs to be okay.
1: Christina was in the car. Reagan was on the couch, and then I got pulled over that night because I drove four blocks in Evor. Without my headlights on. Oh boy! And I think the police officer just felt bad for me because I looked so shocked when he told me that I didn't have my headlights on. He just looked at me and was like, "Get home." And at that point, I knew I couldn't. Okay. So that's when I showed up at your house because your house was—it was after the social one night.
0: Uh, and definitely the voicemail. Uh, we've talked about this voicemail in depth, and in our, in our history, uh, <laughs> we've shared it with friends—not the actual voicemail, but the uh, the story of the voicemail. One time, I was in Miami for a weekend, and um. I, I lost my phone <laughs> uh, or, or I lost my charger or something. Yeah. Either way, my phone was off for a couple of days. Um, and when I finally got around to getting my phone charged or buying a charger or getting a new phone or whatever, I, I, I guess it couldn't have been a new phone because I wouldn't have been able to transfer the voicemail phones mm, weren't that checked back in the day. You lost your charger. I lost yeah. my charger. I left my charger in Miami and hadn't bothered. I had no responsibilities. So I had no,
1: you didn't give a fuck.
0: I had no, uh, reason to just, you know, get You're back on the grid.
1: The I
0: had no reason to get back on the grid. But, uh, as soon as I plugged that phone in and checked my voicemail, there was a very interesting one from Lydia. Um, it was very obvious that uh, I had a lot of missed calls from her. Um, <laughs> definitely double digits, uh, bigger than 20, uh, <laughs> over the course of a couple of days. And then finally there was a voicemail that was just pretty much like screaming. I could tell she had like an audience in the background like it listening it up. was amanda hyping her up <laughs> to send the voicemail and it was just like you piece of shit you're just gonna turn your phone off not call me like we we've been hanging out doing this for god knows how long like what what is your problem like I'm not i don't even
1: for anything serious. i don't even want
0: anything serious i just want you to call me when like you can like but what is even up with your phone? What are you doing? Blah blah blah. Like it, she went on for for minutes.
1: I was madder than that.
0: Though. Uh, it was it was a nar. It was I'm I'm trying to save face a little bit. Trying to save your character a little bit, but uh.
1: People change. <laughs> <laughs> People change.
0: But uh, yeah, that voicemail was like, oh, okay, she likes me. All right, I'll, I'll, okay. <laughs> I thought at
1: Beluga's pool bar in Brandon, so that's why I called. Cause so I was by your parents'
0: house. Oh, because she was in Brandon trying to get a hold of me, thinking I was in Brandon, but I probably didn't even tell her I was going to Brandon.
1: No. Miami. not at
0: all okay so
1: surprise scotty disappeared again
0: (laughs) um so then we live together we move together we're living i like i kind of do the same thing at uh our friend dan's house like she moves in with him i'm like still kind of halfway living at my parents
1: that's when i got evicted for the second time
0: so she got evicted from her apartment (laughs) um just for being an irresponsible college kid that you know took the rent money and spent it elsewhere alcohol there we go i was
1: drinking a lot
0: she said it not me
1: it's okay and then
0: um so <laughs> it's no
1: shame
0: uh what am i getting at i had i did have a car at this time and i did have a job but um,
1: goldie Hawn delivering pizza
0: the gold van delivering pizza the, the van died and uh i kind of fall off i don't know what the hell i'm doing um So, what were you thinking when I had no job, no car, no money, and I just start telling you I'm just going to start selling stickers on eBay and scrapping metal to pay my part of the rent, and that I would also need to borrow your car to load the trunk up with metal to go to the scrapyard, (laughs) and that I would also need you to drive me to the scrapyard because I can't drive a stick shift car.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, Um, I mean...
0: These are lots of red flags. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) <laughs> when you see them all, when you say it all it's like that, it just kind of like hits you um,
0: like holy shit. Um, uh did you ever consider bailing?
1: Honestly, no. I mean because because
0: you were at, on an upward path in your career. Uh was, she got very but... she was getting promoted at uh Publix Supermarkets, home of the pub sub that is so famous in the South. So she started as associate there when she was in high school. It was her first job. Uh worked there through college, worked there the whole time almost while we were together. And uh, 15 years. she was uh, on her way to being a manager there. She was an assistant manager, and I'm a, a, I'm a pile. And she's no,
1: because I got promoted, and then we moved out of Dan's house. Remember when I got promoted to assistant, and we moved to ebor
0: Okay. Well, the point is, you that- were the point is, you were on an upward path in your career, and I just absolutely refused to do anything traditional as far as car as far as jobs are concerned.
1: And I like that because I had such like, yeah, my first boyfriend was a skater, but every guy I dated after that was just like a stereotypical dude that like golfed and wore polos and khakis and shit like that. And like was super fucking safe and boring. And when you met me, I was rock bottom. And so why would I, when I'm moving up, why would I not support you when you're about to hit the bottom too?
0: Wow, that's amazing. And, uh, but but I will say somehow... Some way I kept coming up with the money for my part. You sure
1: did. And, exactly, and that's usually, why it didn't bother me. The only person who bothered was my mom. Love you, mom.
0: All uh, right. So <laughs> usually uh, my month, um, first through the 10th, completely chill. 10th through the 20th, start kind of putting a plan together to make some money uh i was to the point where i was seriously just like walking around our neighborhood and walking through like abandoned areas of town looking for scrap metal. yeah and
1: then you'd show up winded as hell because you'd be running from somebody because you t- accidentally took something you weren't supposed to
0: no 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 i never did that but um but somehow i kept coming up with the money for the bills through the 10th to the 20th i come up with a plan 20th through 29th the money starts coming in and by the 30th it was like Woo! and then I got to breathe like the, the 31st the 1st you know and then breathe for a couple of days repeat process.
1: Exactly. Um
0: I I know for a fact some of your que- friends uh questioned some of your decision making abilities while dating me. Um they were definitely like what the hell are you doing with this kid? Like it, I saw him walking down the street with a duffel bag. <laughs> like what is he do- what is he doing? Uh <laughs> he still rides the bus. Um, <laughs>
1: And there's something wrong with that. Again, like you,
0: red flag after red flag. Not, so I, I definitely wanted to just thank you for sticking around and uh, betting on us.
1: Of course, it worked out.
0: And speaking of betting, <laughs> I want to remind you that football is still in full effect. The playoff push is here, the games are getting close, and the action is getting closer. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. That's right. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to Bet online today and be sure to use that promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Yeah, that's the code. Armchair. It's the code for both.
1: Of them? Because
0: Armchair Media—that's who takes care of me. That's who hosts this whole podcast.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. I didn't want to say anything earlier when the manscaping thing was on. I'm like, why do they both have the same promo code?
0: Okay, there okay, we go. Sorry, well, sorry. Sorry. Well, well, welcome to a podcasting, babe.
1: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's my first
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. And I'm learning a lot about podcasting too, man. I'm having a great time doing this stuff. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying the listen. So. Uh, things started to get better in our relationship um so what were your impressions when i started taking you to things like uh like skate events uh skateboard video premieres um stuff like that do you remember like which videos i took you to this is a pop quiz in our relationship
1: oh gosh you know i don't remember that shit um did we go to did we go to the static video
0: we did we went to the, st- static. the static four and five premiere at okay. the um you know, at the, uh, theater, at the Tampa theater. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That was at the Tampa theater. That was awesome. That was really awesome. I mean, Shaquifa mixtape volume two was pretty cool too, though. You
0: were actually at all three Shaquifa mixtape premieres.
1: I was, you The you're first right. one was you're
0: at right. the party at Robbie's house where we premiered volume one yeah. and then, uh, volume two at, uh, Tommy's apartment complex in Ybor city. And then volume three at, uh, this other spot in Ebor, like lot 1911, I believe is the name. That
1: was 1401.
0: Fort, lot 1401, something like that. It's in Ebor. They hosted us. It was awesome. And uh, I remember I also took you to the uh, pretty sweet premiere. Oh
1: yeah. At the movie theater. Yes. And yes. I love that because that guy, the opening sequence was, I don't remember who it was, but he was skating to Bob Seger's night moves. And I was like, all right, I can be into this because I don't know anything about skateboarding. My skateboarding knowledge is um, Robin big. Fantasy Factory and Life (laughs) of Ryan because I'm 31 years old and that's what I grew up in with MTV and I would not fucking watch the hills. Okay. Laguna Beach.
0: (laughs) Okay. And then, so, uh, you're somewhat familiar with like some professional skateboarders. I started taking you to these video premieres. Um, that's cool. Uh, You're talking about, uh, Corey Kennedy's video part in Pretty Sweet where he skates the night moves. Um, the, uh, the, uh, you were, you were curious about the, uh, Jack Black uh cameo and will our Ar- will arnett cameos yeah, and stuff well, like that I so that, that kind that of stuff I, like
1: i didn't know that spike jones right he's the one who directed that yes yes and he's the guy who does or did viceland correct
0: uh yeah he had a big part in okay. it yeah so yeah spike jones so there we go like starting out doing music videos and skate videos uh and then you know making those movies and stuff mm-hmm. and bringing uh not the non-skateboarding audience and making it uh, making skateboarding relatable to them so they can enjoy it whether it be uh you know some guy who's just learning how to skate or a girlfriend that's going to a video premiere uh thank you Spike Jones for the help and so um so then I started taking you to stuff like uh Tampa Pro, Tampa AM, bigger yeah. bigger events and you were actually like meeting some of these people that you saw in the videos and um so what what were you like what was that like for you like did you care or like
1: I mean, like you know, I don't fan out when I meet a famous person. Like I'm, like I mean, remember when we got to the fight with Aaron Carter?
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and, I just, uh.
1: and that happened. And um, then-
0: hold on, so I I'm just refreshed on the Aaron. I remember we saw we him in Ebor. walking Ybor.
1: through Ebor, and there's a fucking line wrapped around the Ritz, and like we couldn't even like get through the street. And I was like, who the fuck gives a shit about Aaron Carter? Like it's the fu- it's like fucking 2010. No one gives a shit about him anymore. Like. That stupid fucking song that he did, Candy. Okay. All right. All that stuff. Like, I remember that. And he was outside of his bus and he heard us and he heard me. And remember, you tried to say something to me and you had to, like, get in his fucking face? Like, <laughs> 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 we accosted Aaron Carter.
0: So there we go. I almost got in a fight with Aaron Carter. <laughs> uh...
1: And then I got really mad one time at, tampa pro and you might be mad about me saying this going to say it and i was sitting at the fucking podium because it's always hard to see and i got asked to move for fucking lil wayne when he fucking first started skateboarding and all i remember was you talking all this shit and saying like it's bad for skateboarding da da, da like saying all the stuff so i was like no fuck lil wayne i'm not moving for it and i like <laughs> they like pick me up and move me out of the podium for him and so there and we, we I go shit to him too and then
0: skateboard. uh i've discussed this <laughs> i've discussed the lil wayne situation in the past when i've had the young money dudes on and uh you know, I, I mean, I'm, no I'm past no it. Out. No harm, no foul. He doesn't uh, know
1: what happened. It's fine. <laughs> like, he doesn't give a shit.
0: <laughs> and uh, dude, Lil Wayne, I want to shout out uh, my boy YD real quick, who was on the uh, the, the Young Money episode of the podcast. Um, super psyched to hear his new track on the Lil, new Lil Wayne, uh, No Ceilings Volume 3 that just came out. Uh, YD is on the, on the song, I think, Three Headed Goat. And uh, I was pretty psyched to hear it. So, um, moving right along, uh, dude, I, I know you have told me. Uh, we'll be at the bar and I'll be off doing my thing. Uh, usually you're like, we're at Reservoir, I'll be doing like the Shequifa pop up shops, and you will come in the back and you're like, yo, these dudes just try to hit on me. And as soon as I told them who I was and point out who I'm here with, uh, like the tune immediately changes, and they're like, oh my god, like. I'm sorry, my bad. Like I didn't realize you were with Scotty. Like,
1: I don't know who any of them are. Like that's the thing. Like I don't know. I don't recognize people. You know that. If somebody changes their hair, forget it. Like when you get a haircut, I didn't recognize you.
0: (laughs) Okay, and then um, and I know you're not really like paying much attention to like the actual tricks when you're at these contests or or I I actually sit you down and make you watch a video because like
1: uh, is your thing, it's not my thing.
0: And I love that about you, but uh, I do know that you absolutely judge skaters. On how nice they are to you when you meet. And that's how you decide who your favorites are. So yes. shout them out. Who are your favorite skaters?
1: TJ Rogers is my favorite.
0: All right, there we go. One
1: of the nicest people I've ever met.
0: Dude, and I think anybody that has ever met TJ would definitely agree TJ is probably one of the nicest dudes. So definitely shout out to him. Um, anybody else?
1: Oh, Wes Kramer too. Wes Kramer's awesome as well. Yes. I mean, and Yanni.
0: Yanni Cruz. Yanni's
1: pro now. Jeremy's pro now. Jeremy Nibs.
0: All these kids. And dude, <laughs> and how, and how's that for you, uh, to see like the squad that, uh, like I've kind of like helped kind of like usher in and like all these young kids that, uh,
1: well, I mean, Yanni's my age.
0: Okay. But like, yeah. I'm talking about like, so like you saw like Yanni, uh, like coming up through the,
1: I remember when Jeremy turned 21.
0: Exactly. So, and then, uh, like watching, Yanni and the Shaquifa videos, and then like when you see like like he's pronoun. So you see these people that like I'm affiliated with, and I work with, and I'm associated with. I'm like I'm uh, like. uh
1: What do you call yourself?
0: I'm pro adjacent. Pro adjacent. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I I recently got to turn my my good friend Jake Lardy pro. Yes, and
1: Jake. Yep, uh, and, uh, and Jake. Congratulations awesome to Jake day. going
0: pro for Blind Skateboards. Um, last year I got to turn Jeremy Nibs pro.
1: I don't know who was more proud when Jeremy turn, got turned pro. You or my mom?
0: Oh man! <laughs> but um.
1: We have a picture of them on our fridge.
0: So uh. <laughs> so how, how does that make you feel when like you see these like people that like kind of like we're, we're ha- have hung out at our house and stuff like that, and then you see like them awesome. are out there and like they're awesome. kind of getting.
1: I love seeing popular. the progression of our friends and people that we love and are proud of and support and move on and just do great things with their lives and be happy. That's like, awesome. I've I've never had a job or something that made me that happy as skateboarding makes all of you guys. And like, you have a job in skateboarding. You love it. Like you have a couple of friends that went pro because of it. Like, I think it's great.
0: All like, right. I and uh, just to like, you know, to shout out pros that and I, Dustin, I'm right? and Dustin Egeling another one. And then, so to shout out, uh, you know, pros that I'm affiliated with. And uh, I know that you, you already said it, but you were a fan of Ryan Sheckler. <laughs> Because he had a show on NTV, and he was, you know, obviously an Adonis. that
1: watched that show during that time was not a fan.
0: Exactly. Like, so it's I,
1: weird now because, like, you worked with him and, like, know him kind of. But, like, I just. Yeah, so I never so faulted like, you I'm for your fanhood because uh, but we're
0: all low-key Ryan Sheckler fans that we don't want to admit it.
1: I mean, the man's attractive. <laughs> I can't, like.
0: So uh, um, whenever I would actually get to, like, work with Ryan or be in the same places as uh, Sheck's as you know, his friends call him. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I would always make sure that we took a photo together and I would send it to you with like, hey, we're thinking about you, babe. Like both of us are thinking about you. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> oh, um, how stoked, but how stoked were you when uh, you got a personalized Ryan Scheckler video message shout out for your birthday that I set up and how sick of it was it a brag to all your Girlfriends.
1: My 16 year old self died of happiness on the inside, and I send it to almost every girl that I know. that <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not crazy or anything, but it was still pretty cool.
0: It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So, um, you can't even begin to understand how emasculating that was uh, to walk up to a kid seven years younger than me that's like Sis. famous. He's the same age as me. He's, yeah, he's 30.
1: No, we're th- I'm 31.
0: Okay, fair enough. And uh, just to walk up to him and say, hey, um, my girlfriend's a big fan. <laughs> Can I film you saying what's up to her for her birthday? <laughs> and he was he, – he like – couldn't tell if i was serious or not he's like for real i'm like yes absolutely please will you do this for me (laughs) and he's like all right that's the only
1: reality show that i watched like besides like as i said like like Ryan, robin big and fantasy factory i don't fucking like reality tv but those three i watched
0: okay so you're obviously worth it uh i married you so it all worked it was all part of a very long very long very long very long plan Um,
1: 12 year plan.
0: But uh, one thing I did hide from you in the beginning of our relationship um, was maybe my intense love of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Um, I let you know that I liked it. Because I I mean I had a couple shirts. Yeah. And then friends would be over and, and they'd bring I it up and I would know it and I would know exactly
1: it at first. Hated yeah, and I would I would
0: first. know yeah. Oh, gosh. So
1: all the little boys in my neighborhood growing up would just be like, G generation X, suck it, suck it, suck it all the time and I hated it because of it. I hated that. And I'd be like, I don't even know what that means. What are you talking about? You okay. don't have cable. <laughs>
0: Okay. So, uh, one day I eventually, uh, came out as a wrestling fan. <laughs> so, uh, what, and then I actually made you like sit down and. No, I remember it. it. It
1: was when the shield came out in 2012, we were at the Ebor house and like, you kept, we're watching it for like three months watching Monday night. Raw on SmackDown. And I was like, no, fuck this. Like, fuck you. I'm not watching this. Like I refuse. Like I would go sit in the room and like read or like do I, I would quote unquote read, but I'd really be in there just like mad as hell that he was watching this and I couldn't watch something else on TV. And then, like, I started hearing like they're all right, like it's fistfights, and then like they had the storyline. So like, essentially, like it's people like getting their ass kicked like for a soap opera. Like, I'm into that kind of shit. It hypes me up. So I sat down on the couch one day and I was like, "So what's going on?" And that was in 2012, and here we are.
0: And it was all over from there. Now she's hooked.
1: AEW, man.
0: Um, so who are your who are uh, some of your favorite current wrestlers that you like to watch now?
1: My favorite current wrestlers are John Boxley, Cody Rhodes. I like Darby Allen too. Um, pretty much everybody in the AEW I dig. Uh, WWE I feel like has fallen off and it's really like reaching right now. And Cody's just doing a great job, just like pulling all these old names out. Like Sting was on fucking AEW last week and we fucking missed it. Super pissed about that. Um, I'm trying to think in the WWE just because I just I mean Shane McMahon. I like Shane McMahon, which is super lame, but
0: he's I a don't think it's box. lame. He's done a lot of he's done a lot of good things in his time. He's done a lot for wrestling and uh definitely put his body on the line
1: oh yeah for, for sure. the
0: entertainment coast to coast man for the entertainment That's man Devo's jumps role. off hell on a cell <laughs> uh so um with the wrestling and the skateboarding and uh the thrifting the vintage hunt to make shaquifa um What did you think when you actually really started figuring out how much stuff I collect and how much uh, actual stuff I have and how much space it consumes?
1: We need a bigger house. And I mean, no matter how big of a house we get, you still fill it up with everything. Like your office, I get when I'm in my Zoom calls for work, I always have to when I go into a new office, I always have to give them a tour of the office because there's just so much shit behind me on the walls and people don't know what it is. And then like, I'm like, okay, so these are all Scotty's wrestling figures that he's been collecting during quarantine. These are stickers on the wall behind me. And they're like, do you know what this is? I'm like, absolutely not. I don't know what any of this is. (laughs) I'm just sitting here doing my job. Like, that's it.
0: And so what's going going through your mind uh, when you're in the office doing your job and then there's a 37-year-old man in the living room that is screaming with joy when action figures show up at the door that I bought on eBay?
1: it just makes me laugh just like when you yell shut it down when you're watching bar rescue and like i'm on a conference call and everybody hears you or like the time that you came in and were trying to get dressed and you fell over while i was on my conference call and you knocked over all your wrestling figures and then said oh fuck when i was unmuted talking and it just kind of got like awkwardly silenced and i had to explain that oh sorry this is my it's my husband who was trying to get dressed and he fell over and knocked over his toys
0: So um, let's go uh, back to when we were living together in Ybor City. Uh, we had been together a long time at that point, uh, to the point that both sides of the family are talking about it. Our friends talk about it. Uh, and then, of course, just like when you meet people and tell them that you've been together for 10 years, you just get that look. Um, did, did you ever think that I wasn't going to propose to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I did, but I just tried. It's okay. I mean, like, (laughs) honestly, like, I was okay with it until both of my parents got remarried. And then I was extra fucking bitter about it. Because I was like, these motherfuckers Uh, were married twice. And like, I can't, I've been with like this one guy who's been like a husband to me for 10 plus years. And, but it is what it is. Like, I was trying, I was trying not to put that much pressure on you because I know you don't like to conform and like, you're your own fucking man. And that's my favorite thing about you. So why would I try to change you?
0: Okay, but there, there was an ultimatum. How serious were you with it?
1: I don't even remember what the ultimatum was. What was it? It
0: was just, we got to a Christmas one year and you were like, yo, this needs.
1: Oh, I mean, you're, I... you're on
0: the clock for one year. Like this be better August. happen. Like, you
1: really think I, I would have been mad, but I don't think I would have left you.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad to know that, but- You didn't so, post
1: me the following year. So how or- surprised
0: were you when I actually did it though?
1: I was shocked, especially because you did it in front of everybody at your job. And the whole night I was drinking and talking shit to you about how we weren't engaged or married. Yes. And then uh, I looked like the biggest jackass.
0: So you were grilling me that night. I, have <laughs> I that. was roasting you. Because uh, <laughs> one night I referenced like girlfriends <laughs> or, or, at the, at the pr- Christmas party, I referenced, I said something about girlfriends. <laughs> And you yeah. said the only girlfriend here is me, everyone else is a wife. And Absolutely. everybody but you knew what knew was going to happen that you were getting proposed to that night. Yeah,
1: and they all looked at and me they, like <laughs> I was a horrible
0: person. They're all like
1: probably was, thinking inside I like I was dying on the inside.
0: I was dying on the inside. she's
1: she's a real treat.
0: <laughs> so I surprised you, the big surprise it's on my Instagram. You can watch the video. It's a couple years back. Um, I did it we during our uh, Border holiday Christmas party during our, uh, what is it? White elephant gift exchange game. Um, I had it wrapped in a brown, ugly brown stock box. Uh, just put some stickers on it. I was the last
1: person. Tried to make it look as ugly
0: and unappealing as possible. Uh, every single person at that party knew that they were not to pick that gift. Uh, George set it up. So I would be the last person that picked the gift so we went through the entire game and we got down to our turn to pick a gift and it was this ugly brown box and a uh envelope yep and i my whole thing in that entire game for the entire time we've played it was grab the envelope we know it's at least a gift card
1: yeah for all the years that we played it like that's, we know it's, that's it's at least like we
0: know it's at least starbucks you know, or public. Um, no gag gift because the gag gifts got really, really insane a couple times. I didn't want to end up with a black dildo. Oh, uh, well, and
1: that was the year that they made your calendar, too. So oh, I, was, yeah. I was talking extra shit because that was your topless calendar that you put out.
0: Correct. Uh, <laughs> so I
1: was talking so much shit.
0: So the year oh. I actually proposed um, was when, when Chaz <laughs> made the calendar of me 12 months of the body. Uh, my swimsuit calendar. And that was one of the gifts. Um, Clements ended up taking it. And I teased Lydia like I was going to take it. And she said, I don't want that shit.
1: I see your shirtless all the time. Why do I need a calendar too?
0: So I grabbed the box, had her open it. And no, inside.
1: You said, I remember this because you're like, all right, what do you want the envelope or the box? And I was like, I don't know. Like you pick. Cause I was over it at that point. because we were last, And I was just like all these presents and the stupid fucking calendars were circulating right now. And everyone's just hooting and hollering. And you're like, take the box. And you're like, do you trust me? And I was like, yeah, I trust you. And I opened the box.
0: All right. And inside the box was a ring box. Open up the ring. I was kind of nervous. I'll admit it. I you forgot. even forgot get to get knee. down on one knee. I was just kind but of like you're massaging her so, shoulders. So yeah. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, I love you, babe. Will you marry me? <laughs> That's exactly what you said. So she said, yes. We started immediately planning. Uh, COVID hit. We had to scale back on the planning. But uh, what were your thoughts when I first started telling you about my plans for our wedding and my grand entrance well, with the Rick Flair robe? Well, before we even
1: got engaged, when I was trying to convince you to marry me, you always were like, well, I want to do this for my entrance. And I was always like, all right, like if this is what it fucking takes for us to fucking get married and like, you know, be like true adults, like let's do it. Like, sure, whatever. And then it just started getting more and more grandiose.
0: All right, yes. And uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen my entrance, uh maybe i'll uh use it as a video for this post uh for on instagram to promote the post we'll see what we come up with but i know this wasn't exactly the wedding you envisioned um i know we had to cut a lot of the guest list we had to change the venue but the guest
1: list was the worst part the venue at your parents house ended up being better than what our original venue was yes and the food was fucking delicious
0: yes i'm absolutely thankful for the end result there had a great time um, it is true what they say that the, the planning of the wedding is the toughest thing you will oh. go through together as a couple. Um,
1: I mean, but you and I both are yellers anyway.
0: There was lots of yelling, <laughs> but, uh, I'm super happy to have, uh, gone through it with you. Um, I just want to make sure, you know, you have now made two of my childhood dreams come true. Um, the Ric Flair entrance at our wedding being one and the other being, I always wanted to be one of the shirtless guys at a football game in (laughs) snowy weather. And uh, you took me to Buffalo, New York about four years ago and made that happen. Your whole family lives in the uh, greater Buffalo area. Um, Her whole family is uh, Bill's fans.
1: Die hard.
0: Die hard. Like uh, her uncle. Got kicked out of the Super Bowl here in Tampa. He got
1: arrested for Uh, calling a Giants fan outside of the old Sombrero Stadium after New York missed a field goal, and then also segue into across the state where my dad and I was as a child. My dad took his shirt off in the living room and set it on fire.
0: Boy, I love losing Super
1: Bowls. My mom has scars on her ankle still from stomping it out.
0: Yes, there we go. So you have made two of my childhood dreams come true. So I thank you and you, this whole time I've been trying you to do the, to get you to do this podcast and be on the show with me, you were like, why, why do I want to be on this? Why should I do this? Why would you even want me on this show? Like, what is the, like, what is the reason? And uh, the reason you are on this show right now is because I want every single person out there to know how much I appreciate you, how I can never repay you for your support and your loyalty over the years. And I'm committing the rest of my life to your happiness because you have spent so much time ensuring mine. Uh, I thank you and I love you. I
1: love you
0: too. So, betonline.com plug. Odds of me getting late tonight. <laughs> good. If I over under. All right. I mean, uh, all right. There we Friday. go. It so we Friday. Friday night. Odds are looking good. So we're now going to wrap things up because in exchange for this time with Lydia. I now have to fold laundry, I have to do some dishes, and I also owe some foot rubs, because from what I hear, uh, marriage is give and take, and so I just took, and now I'm about to give. So Lydia, thank you for your time, thank you for your love, uh, thank you for your understanding and loyalty, and thank you to everyone out there for listening. This is Scotty from the Board Podcast, signing off. Nobody, 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 nobody the body, Yo. body body rock, the body, rock, body, rock, the body, body, rock, the body, the body body the bang. The body body rock,
1: the body, body, rock, the body, body, rock, rock, the body, body, rock, the body, body.